0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Bring On a Reviews podcast, where if you want it, we review it. I'm your host, DC, and the goal of this podcast is to bring you a ton of reviews on things like TV news, some movie news, even some comic book stuff as well. This is the 53rd episode of the podcast, titled Triple M, Round Number 4. So this episode of the podcast, I'll just go over two things, which be the March Movie Madness and a discussion about the episode of... Arrow that came on this vlog, like probably a couple minutes ago. Um, this is one of the return podcast episodes that I should have done on Saturday, but I was very, very, very busy. Um, uh, we'll go back to regular Saturday podcast episodes this coming Saturday. So this one's gonna be a very short one, roughly fifteen minutes. So let's get into it. So Arrow season four, episode eighteen, titled Eleven Fifty Nine. Um this is going to have a lot of spoilers in it. Uh, you're being warned right now. If you haven't watched the episode, you should definitely pause this review and then come back in like another like 10 minutes or so and then see the movie, March Movie Madness. But yeah, I'm getting to it. So, basically base what's happening is Damien Dark is locked up in jail. The the Hive group with Malcolm Merlin wants to break him out. Which is kind of weird because the last couple of weeks... Michael Merlin's been saying, oh, we're moving on without you. And then this week is like, oh, no, we kind of need you. So as you can tell, I'm starting with dislikes first. <laughs> so dislikes is probably that that premise that they needed Michael Merlin. And they couldn't, no, not, not Michael Merlin, they needed Damian Dark. They needed him. I'm not sure why. They could use the idol without him because it's the same thing, this killer person, which I know Malcolm's not afraid to do. So it's kind of weird to see that they want him back out of, out of jail. It's, it's very, very weird. So you have Andy Diggle, which he plays a double, triple, quadruple agent um, where he basically gets the trust of John Diggle, um, Black Spartan and basically puts a rift between him and Oliver. So Oliver is not really trusting of Andy, and rightfully so, because he's been brainwashed for so many years. And he's like, all right, I could trust him, kind of, but not put my full trust in him yet. Of course, John's like, it's my brother, and he put my full trust in him. He does, and it bites him in the butt. When it when bites in the butt, it caused the death of Laurel, which is that, that's the person that's going in the grave this week, Laurel's death is confirmed. They show it. It was kinda weak. I'm not really sure why they did it the way how they did it. It was like, oh, yeah, Damien Dark, got my powers back. Oh yeah. Remember what I told your father? BAM. You're dead. And I was like, oh, okay. They kinda saved her and then the last two minutes of the episode they killed her off. It's it's a weird way. It's kinda like she relapsed, I guess, because they mentioned, Oh, she's in recovery, she's good to go. And then they kind of killed her off. But you kind of could see that happening from the very first minutes of the episode. Just because she got invited to become the DA. And it's like, oh, okay. She's a step up. And then the fact that she's like, oh, before I accept it, let me do one more run as the Black Canary. So it's like, all right. When you say, let me do one more run as this vigilante character... Nine times out of ten, you're the person that's going. So, it, it telegraphed it from early on. It's it's a weird way how they did this episode. Oh, no. Those are probably the most things I didn't like about it. Just because... That was telegraphed. The episode itself didn't feel the best. But it was probably the better ones out the whole season. So, that... I didn't dislike the, um, the whole Damien Dark angle. Really, again... His character I could care less for. The fact that Laurel messaged back to Oliver like, oh, you're still the love of my life. I was like, "Oh, okay, that's a very random and bad timing for her to say, oh, I still loved you, even though you love someone else. It's was like, okay, cool, I guess you still love him, like, all right alright, I guess you could try to be like, oh, I had to give you away. And it's like, oh, it's this weird angle from that. It's it's this craziness because it looked like she was good and then now she's like, oh, no, I'm re regret. I, I, I do love you still. I kind of wish we could get back together. It's like, okay, that's that's, that's weird. I, I just like the relationships on Iroh very, very much. It's just one of my biggest pet peeves for this show is this all the shipping they try to do in the weirdest of times, so I'm kind of glad that's definitely stomped out. The next couple of episodes should be kind of crazy just because now we're now we know who's definitely in the grave. We could see the between the arrow and flash and see how that interacts with each, each, each other because they had the, the whole foreshadowing thing where he's like, Oh, I gotta kill Damien and blah blah blah. So it's kind of cool to see that. That leads me into the likes of this episode which is seeing who's who's in the grave i kind of like that as laurel lance um her character was cool but at the same time it felt like it felt like she didn't serve too much of a purpose besides being oh i'm a da by well ada by day and then a vigilante by night which is crazy and weird she need needed to step down from that position because it felt it felt very stupid because all you have is a mask on your eyes. So you're not really fooling anyone. It's like, oh, you can tell who you are. It's not like you had like a different wig on. You had the same color of hair as you do when you're normal. So it's like, oh, you can't really tell that's not Laurel Lance. All right. I guess it's the whole Superman complex. is like, you can't tell the little curl and take the glasses off? I guess you can't tell Superman. I guess you can't. But, you know... That's what I liked about that part. Another part I did like was the fact that Oliver was correct again. That's awesome right there. Um the character um who played Captain Lance, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but the acting on that guy was amazing. Him falling to the ground was just perfect. Just the different different nuances from his acting was just so so amazing. Um Paul Blackball. Blackthorn, that's his name. But yeah, his acting is definitely top-notch. Another acting that's top-notch is um, John Barrowman as Malcolm Merlin. He's top-notch every single week I see him. It's like he's more of a, a spoiled child, but at the same time, he's an awesome role model. No, I, can't, I can't say that. <laughs> I had I, to stop. No, he's not an awesome role model, but he's an awesome character. When it comes down to him being up on um, his daughter... Um, Thea Queen and to say alright you can't beat me yet, don't try like come on, for real daughter like maybe in the future you might be able to but now I, I still own you and just to let you know I could have killed you but you're my daughter so I'm not going to so it's just crazy to see that transpire, it's, it's ridiculous but it's kind of cool to see that and another thing I do like about this episode was the use of the dynamic between Oliver Queen trying to become a, a person that's in the light of the public, but also in the dark as a vigilante. I like when people are able to to still keep both sides happening with the right person. So for, I, I know I mentioned this with um Laurel, it's just weird having her go back and forth between those two because those costumes were very visible. With with Oliver's costume, you could be like, oh, it might be Oliver. Because he has a hood on, he has the mask on. So, if you look at him and be like, alright, put your head up, I could kind of see you. But with her, it was just, just weird. But him, I, I don't mind it. Because, you know, hood on. Same thing with Thea. Thea, that's a good costume. You have a hood on, have a little mask on. You can't really tell. Now, if you take off the hood and be like, alright, that's Thea. You can see it. But yeah, you just need more covering than that. Same thing for John, Um, when he has the Spartan mask on. That's a good thing right there as well. So it's kind of cool. The action as well is a good thing. Um, the action in this and this episode is top-notch. Um, that's probably the one thing that keeps on going from episode to episode is just that the, the action is dang near good. And it's awesome. And yeah... That's my review on this episode. Um, I, I What would I give it out of 10? If I had to give it out of 10, it's probably going to have the highest score out the whole season, which would be like roughly like 8.5-ish, maybe even a 9, um, just because this episode didn't disappoint me as much as the previous episodes has, and just you're finally able to see who's in the ground, and the, the episode moved quite quickly and and did efficient work. Yeah, efficient. Yeah. Efficient is the word to say. It's definitely a good episode. Um, so, definitely, if you like my review, let me know. Um, let me know what you thought about it. If you liked it, then like it. Um, let me know in the comments down below, and we'll talk about it. So, next thing up is the March movie Madness. So, this is week four of the March movie Madness. Um, the movie that came out that past week was Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice, My Big Fat Greek Wedding 2. And The Disappointments Room. So, out of these three movies... Unfortunately... Well, not unfortunately. Well, luckily enough... Batman v Superman kind of edges out the rest of the competition. Just because... The other two movies were... Okay films. But at the same time, it's like... Big Fat Great Wedding. If you didn't watch part one... You're not going to feel the nostalgia of part two. So, I was in there watching. I was like... Eh. It's a cool movie, I guess, but it it didn't resonate with me too much just because they had a lot of references to part one. And if you didn't watch part one, then part two is not going to feel as good as you could have made it. It's the same thing when you watch the whole Entourage movie. If you didn't watch the whole season from start to finish, then the movie's not going to translate all that well to you. It's a decent film as itself, but... If you watched it from day one, then it probably hit you a little harder. And disappointment's room, eh, nah. It's not even contesting for that one. So really, the only contestant it had was Big Fat Greek Wedding 2, which Batman v Superman beats out very slimly. So that's the winner for this week, is Batman v Superman: Dust, John, Dawn of Justice. It wins for this week. So this coming Saturday. I'll put out another episode, which will be slightly longer, and it'll have like the regular format of trailers and and um, different movie news, and then week five, which will be a contest between week one's winner, which was Zootopia, and week four's winner, which was Batman v Superman, and another contest between week two winner, which was Ten Clover Lane, and the week three winner, which was Midnight Special. And I'll tell you who wins between those two. And then the following week will be the final end-all be-all. Who actually wins the whole March movie madness. So, um, with that being said, I'm actually going to end the episode off of here. It's slightly early. um, Roughly 12 minutes. That's fine with me. Um, There's going to be more coming on this Saturday. Plus, is this one of those one-offs where I wanted to give you a podcast episode, but I didn't. I didn't want to cover things from this week until Saturday just because I want to do the regular format back again. So just an extra kind of, you know, little sauce on the side kind of thing. So um, you can find us on social media on Instagram, Facebook, Tumblr, YouTube, iTunes at Reviews. You can email us at Reviews at gmail.com for any questions, inquiries, even some regular stuff you want to talk about. Uh, You can find us on Twitter at BringOnReviews. Use the hashtag BringOnReviews for any comments, personal reviews, and even suggestions. You can visit the website, which is www.BringOnReviews.com for any movie reviews, trailers, and even this podcast as well. You can find me on social media, on Instagram and Twitter. At Dwight Antsy, that's D W I G H T A N T C. Again, that's D W I G H T A N T C. And you can email me at DC at bringonoreviews.com. And we catch your viewers next time.